Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, go. Slam it. Hey. Hit it up the park. Hit it up the park. Hit it with a strike. Hit it with a strike. From the national anthem. Anthem. To the bottom of the night. I'm in. Slam it. Hey, go. Slam it. Hey, go. Slam it. Hey, go. Slam it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 510 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is November 8, 2023. We got some stuff to talk about. I believe today is the final day of the GM meetings. When will the Padres hire their next manager? AJ Preller has spoken to the media. Kevin AC, Dennis Lynn, they have not tweeted anything out, but AJ Casville had some information out from the GM meetings. I know Kevin is there, so he'll probably have an article at some point here later tonight. And I will obviously give that information out if I am here live on YouTube at that time. Uh, and then Scott Boris, he also commented on not a free agent, but a soon-to-be free agent as of now, Juan Soto, who is obviously under contract for one more season one more season with the Padres. Uh, he thinks that Juan Soto is in the Padres' plans, and he is claiming to know that Juan Soto is in the Padres' plans. Do we believe it or not? Uh, if you want to join the show, you can click that link that is pinned up at the top of the chat in the comments, questions, comments. I will get to the chat. You can use that super chat button uh, if you would like. That uh, supports the channel. I appreciate that very much. Um, so uh, there's also an a, uh, update on you, Darvish, and Joe, and Joe Musgrove. Uh, that I, You know what? Let's get to that first here, just briefly. Let's talk about that for a couple minutes before getting to Soto. Kevin Acey yesterday uh, said 
Good news, you Darvish is expected to avoid arthroscopic surgery on his elbow, which was a possibility to remove bones. Yeah, remove bone spurs, and he could be full go by the start of the season. And Joe Musgrove's shoulder is evidently fine, and he is doing his normal offseason routine with the expectation he will be full strength come spring training. So, you know, Musgrove, I'm not surprised by this update. Like, if you follow Joe Musgrove on social media, like, you'll see that he is he has been working out. Uh, he's still working out barefoot. Don't think some Padres fans like that too much after what happened in spring training last year. But that's just how he works out. Uh, and that seemed like a freak accident. Like, I just hope that a, uh, a dumbbell, a kettlebell doesn't slip from his hands, his fingers again, right? And if it is going to, hopefully the foot's not right underneath it, you know, or any body parts right underneath it. As for you, Darvish, this is not Kevin saying that you, Darvish, is totally in the clear. He is expected to avoid surgery. Could be full go by the start of the season. So I guess it's not the best news. But if he had surgery, how long would he have been out? How long would he not be able to throw? Would he even have any shot at being ready for the season? So I, that's how I look at it, I guess, as the positive. Like, he, he doesn't have to do the surgery. Maybe it would be better for him to do the surgery. I don't know. Because I'm not, I'm not going to act like I'm a doctor. So, but that's the update there on Musgrove and on Juan Soto. Now, here actually another quick update: the Padres minor leaguers, these minor leaguers have elected free agency. This is via uh, MILB transactions. So, it has over 15,000 followers here on Twitter. So, I'm thinking that this is legit. It seems like it's their like entire AAA team: <laughs> uh, Wilmer Font, Eric Hanhold. Angel Sanchez, Nick Hernandez, Jake Sanchez, Aaron Brooks, Drew Carlton, Anderson Espinoza, obviously a familiar name to Padres fans, John Poppin, Edwin Bencomo. I don't think it's Lake Botcher. I think it's Luke. Maybe it's Lake. I don't know. Justin Lopez, Efren Contreras, Henry Henry, Aaron Leisher, Jared Koenig, Noel Vela. I know I'm botching some of these names. I apologize. Brian Gonzalez, C.D. Pelham, Daniel Camarena, Padres legend. Uh, Allison Quintero, Chandler Siegel, who was on the roster at the end of the year briefly, Michael Cantu, Michael De La Cruz, Juan Fernandez, Rangel Ravello, Jorman Rodriguez, Evan Mendoza, Jansen Witte, Max Schrock, Carlos Luis, uh, Carlos Lewis, Tim Lopes, Daniel Johnson, and Luis Liberato. So there's some names that Padres fans know there, uh, but I believe there was something out that the Padres have made sure that one of their top prospects is staying in the San Diego Padres organization. Let me go double check the name. I don't want to name the wrong person here. I think the Union Tribune wrote about it. Terso Nellis. Yeah, that's the name. Remaining with the Padres on a new deal. So that's good news. All right, but what people were waiting for, the Juan Soto stuff, here is Scott Boris. If you missed this, he spoke at the GM meetings today. He loves taking center stage, taking the spotlight. He has a bunch of the big free agents every year. The guy's over 70, which I, I didn't realize until I looked up his age today because someone tweeted, I forget, maybe it was Nightingale, tweeted that Bob Knight, or that uh, Scott Boris doesn't 
feel like he, he doesn't plan on retiring. He wants to keep doing this. So, which I guess pr props to him, he, you know, keep, keep the grind going, I guess. And he's making a bunch of money and he's still successful. It's still happening. So props to him. I mean, this is clearly what he loves. So, Hey, if I love doing that, I would want to keep going if I'm successful at it. So all the reporters, it's like the winter meetings. And I was at the winter meetings last year. And I was, I saw it in person. How many reporters are there? It's, it's like at least 50 people. It's a huge crowd of people around. Now this is a GM meeting, so it's not probably as many media members, but it's still a lot of media members. And he's in front talking about a bunch of different teams. Juan Soto is not a free agent, but he is a free agent to be as of now. And a reporter, uh, SNY posted the video. I don't know which reporter this is asking the question. I apologize to whoever that is. But they asked about Juan Soto and his uh, future, I guess, with the Padres. So here is that answer here from Scott Boris. Um, met with the Padres. They laid out their plan for next year, which obviously included, you know, a, a lineup that is definitely includes Juan Soto. He's their one 900 OPS player, and you know they're. They're obviously looking for more left-handed bats rather than less. All right, so there's Boris. I'll play it again here just as I, you know, go through different things that he said. So let's start off with the general thing, right? Like Juan Soto, yes, in the Padres' plans. But let's listen to this again. Boris saying that he talked, like the Padres laid out plans with them. Um, met with the Padres. They laid out their plan for next year, which pause. Do I really believe that the Padres laid out their plan with Scott Boris on what they're going to do this offseason? What? No. No. And even if the Padres did lay out their plan technically to Scott Boris and Boris sees that as the Padres plan, do you think the Padres are accurately telling Scott Boris their plan? How does that help the Padres? If Boris knows the Padres' plan, then he can just go to other teams and be like, the Padres want this player. They plan on adding this player. Or they can go to the Yankees, or he can go to the Yankees or something and say, they plan on trading Juan Soto. And that will be like the Yankees. That would be their call to continue trying regardless of what the Padres say because Boris told them, yeah, they, they, they told me their plan. So the Padres, I don't believe that they told their whole plan to, want, to, uh, to Scott Boris, Juan Soto's agent. And even if they did, is it totally truthful? So I think I just think it's funny that he included that there. Obviously included, you know, a, a lineup that is definitely includes Juan Soto. He's their one 900 OPS player. Pause. <laughs> That's a dig at the Padres. He's their one 900 OPS player. Hopefully next year, you know, Manny and Tatis are laughing at that quote at the end of next year. And those guys have. Same thing with Xander. I don't think Xander's going to do that, but I think Manny and Tatis have the, more of a potential to do that than Xander Bogarts does, and hopefully Juan Soto is on this Padres team in 2024. Uh, but that was definitely a dig. You know, they're, they're obviously looking for more left-handed bats rather than less. More left-handed bats rather than less. So who are some left-handed bats out there on the free agent market? Cody Bellinger is one that obviously immediately sticks out, left-handed bat. And I'm also having him stick out because he can play first, he can play center, maybe they try to trade Grish. But 
if they want more left-handed bats, Grish is a left-handed bat. So is the first baseman, is it like a real first baseman? Are they looking for a left-handed first base bat? Uh, The Philadelphia Phillies, by the way, today, I think it was Dave Dombrowski, he told the media that he spoke to Bryce Harper and he's going to play for first base long-term. And Dombrowski already talked to Reese Hoskins about that, who is a free agent. So Reese Hoskins, you would think he's probably going to go elsewhere then. Are the Padres a fit for that? Now, Reese Hoskins is a righty, not a lefty. Uh, But more left-handed bats. So that immediately makes me think, okay, so what are these left-handed bats? Who are some left-handed bats, free agent bats? You could acquire people via trade as well, obviously. But some left-handed bats, and there's obviously, you know, names that might not be a fit for the Padres because, and I'll get to A.J. Preller's comments here in a little bit, those guys might end up being too expensive. But if we go like first base free agent options, if they want to go get a real first baseman. Now, Joey Votto's not going to play every day, and the Padres wouldn't have to pay him too much. That's just the way it is. He's 40 years old. But that's a left-handed bat. Joey Gallo is lefty as well. Do the Padres want to take a flyer there and have him as a bench guy? He can DH. He can. He's going to strike out. But there's that. Brandon Belt. He's a lefty. CJ Crone is a righty, I believe. Carlos Santana. I think he, is he. A, I think he's a lefty. I'm just going through this list of first basemen here, and you see some lefties there that I could see the Padres being interested in maybe on one-year deals wouldn't be the most expensive bat bats to go get. And, you know, right now, let's say the Padres, because it feels like Cronenworth's not going to get traded. I, I feel, you know, things can change in the offseason, but I, I find it hard to believe that Cronenworth's going to get dealt. Kim, if you're trying to win, you're not going to trade him, right? Bogarts and Manny aren't going anywhere. So let's say they just juggle the puzzle pieces. If they want to move Bogarts to second or move him to first, even. Okay, Bogarts, He's probably going to be in the lineup every day. Like, they want him to be in the lineup every day. But is Cronenworth going to be? And if that case, they can move Bogarts to short, Kim at second, or Kim at third when Manny is DHing, let's say, maybe to start the year, and they have one of these one-year deal first base guys come in and play first. Now, Matt Carpenter is also on the roster. As of now, I think the Padres are going to look to trade him. And if they trade Soto, if I'm the Padres, I would probably say, hey, take Matt Carpenter as well then, if you're going to take Soto, you know? Um, maybe that's what the Padres do. I still want Juan Soto on this team, but Matt Carpenter, it just feels like he's taken up a roster spot, right? But you could say, well, you have Matt Carpenter. What's the difference between Matt Carpenter and like Joey Votto? Both of those guys could get hurt. They're not going to play every day. Would Votto get around the same amount of money as Carp? Like, what are they going to do? Joey Votto on the Padres, that would be interesting. But it, that does feel like another kind of Matt Carpenter. So I, I don't see Votto coming to the Padres. But when Boris says, you know, they need more left-handed bats, uh, then less, like they're looking for left-handed bats, not trying to subtract from left-handed bats, essentially. I just go to those left-handed bats, and there's that. There's also outfielders that you could, you know, point to as well. But mainly I pointed to first base. Um, so, yeah, that was Scott Boris's comment there about Juan Soto. Now, from the Padres' point of view, 
Are you going to say, even if you're trying to trade Juan Soto, are you going to sit there and say, yeah, Scott, we're trying to trade Juan Soto? No, you're not going to tell that to Scott Boris because then Scott Boris is going to go tell Juan Soto that. And then Juan Soto is going to be pissed off and he's going to want to trade. And then we'll probably hear about the drama in some Kevin A.C. or Dennis Lynn article. Like the Padres, they're not going to tell an agent of a player, yeah, we plan to trade that guy. And the Padres don't want to trade Juan Soto. If they're going to trade Juan Soto, it's going to be, at least I hope, it's going to be because of financial reasons. They're not trading Juan Soto because they want to trade Juan Soto. And they're going to say, no, I want to trade Juan because we can get a lot of talent back. And it's, you know, we think we can win a World Series more with these guys than with Juan Soto on our team. They're going to play it off like that if they do Juan Soto. But I don't realistically think that they want, in their right minds, they want to trade Juan Soto in his walk year. I'm sorry. Juan Soto in his walk year is someone that I want on this baseball team. <laughs> it just is. Yeah, I, I think that I'm in the majority on that. So, yeah, that was some interesting comments there from Juan Soto. Or, excuse me, Juan Soto's agent, Scott Boris. The Angels hired Ron Washington today. So that's one less managerial uh, vacancy. And that's someone that the Padres talked to a few years ago before they hired some dude we never heard of before. In Jace Tingler, what could have been? That's right when I saw the Angels hiring. Not because, oh, what could have been if they hired Ron Washington now? That wasn't going to happen. Like their opportunity to hire him was when him and Preller were talking in San Diego at a restaurant. That's That was their time to do it. Uh, instead, they went with Jace Tingler, and now they had to, to pay the price for that. You know, the collapse in 2021, then they have to go get Bob Melvin, and then that messes up, and now they're looking for another manager. So what's the latest here? A.J. Preller spoke to A.J. Casavell. I, I assume Kevin Acey was there. Maybe Dennis Lynn was there. Not so sure. There's no video as of me talking about this. Maybe SNY had cameras there with A.J. Preller. I didn't see this. Um, but A.J. Caswell is the only person that I'm seeing here on social media tweet out what A.J. Preller said, like quotes. Greetings from the GM meetings, A.J. Caswell says, where A.J. Preller says he thinks the Padres are somewhat close to a new managerial hire. We'll make a decision here at some point, AJ said. I can't say it'll be in the next 24 hours, but I would say over the course of the weekend into the early part of next week. Well, my takeaway was from that was, yeah, that's classic AJ Preller. He's not going to give you an answer. I guess he gave you a rough timeline of an answer. But, I mean, we'll make a decision here at some point. I'm glad you're going to make a decision at some point. Yeah. Awesome. You're going to make a decision at some point. That's great. Good you're not going to be without a manager in 2024. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I think that a manager probably is going to get hired on... I would probably, if I had to bet a certain day, I would say Friday. GM meetings end today. Preller's back in San Diego tonight, maybe. Who knows if he's, like, talking to David Ross tomorrow or he's talking to Phil Nevin. We haven't really heard anything about Phil Nevin. Maybe he's having... Additional interviews. What could be the holdup here? I think there's multiple things that could be the holdup. GM meetings. You're, no one is competing for Ryan Flaherty or Mike Schilt or Phil Nevin so, or David Ross. It feel, maybe David Ross, but it feels like the, the main guys here, Benji Gill, Ryan Flaherty, Mike Schilt, no one's competing for those guys. So you can take your time. 
And I think what could be holding it up, like GM meetings, yes, that's one thing. You can hold it off because no one's competing. Go have those conversations with the agents, other teams about trades for agency, because the roster is the most important thing. I know the manager is getting a lot of the spotlight, but and it's an important thing, but the most important thing is the dudes that are going to be standing in the batter's box, the guy that's going to be on the mound. That's the most important thing here. So that's holding something up. The GM meeting should have priority over the manager right now. Some people don't like that opinion, but I think that's the right opinion. They should have priority, especially when the guys that you're talking to aren't like being talked to by other clubs, right? Another thing is maybe the coaching staff. Maybe the Padres want Ryan Flaherty to be the manager, and they're trying to convince Mike Schilt to be a bench coach or something. Or they want Benji Gill, and they're convincing Ryan Flaherty and Mike Schilt to stay on as coaches. Or they want Mike Schilt, and they're convincing Gill and Flaherty to be coaches. Because Ron Washington, he was hired as the Angels manager, and Benji Gill was not reported by Bob Nightingale to be on that coaching staff. There's already a bunch of names that are being put out there about guys on his coaching staff. Benji Gill is not one of those names. So maybe A.J. Preller is trying to get Benji to come on to the coaching staff. David Ross. Maybe a David Ross conversation has yet to happen, so they're waiting on that before they make a decision. Maybe they want David Ross to be part of the coaching staff and they already know their manager, so they're trying to convince David Ross to be a part of the coaching staff. Who knows what's happening here? But I'm just throwing those out there as possible things here that could be holding it up. You know, Potential conversations that haven't been had, the GM meetings, coaching staff. Now, there's some times where, guys, you hire the manager and then you deal with the coaching staff later. But with the way that this is, they might want to make sure that someone is willing to be a coach before they hire a manager, or they might want to make that guy the manager because they know that the guy that they wanted to hire as manager, he'd still be willing to be a coach on the staff anyway. So maybe they're just trying to get the best coaching staff available, guys that they like. I don't know. Uh, I think most of it is the GM meetings. Most of it, is that's why things are being held up right now. On Juan Soto, um, continuing with what A.J. Casavell put out here on Juan Soto, Preller says the two sides will continue to discuss the possibility of an extension. He also acknowledged that Juan long-term, Juan on a one-year deal, that brings different dynamics. We understand what that means for our roster, both short-term and long-term. That's that's a whole lot of nothing from A.J. Preller, really. Okay, you're discussing the possibility of an extension. Why would you say that you're not discussing a possibility of an extension, right? If you're trying to trade Soto, you want to say you're talking about an extension for maybe leverage. Uh, you, you just don't want that to become a story that, yeah, we're, we're not discussing an extension. You're going to say, yeah, we're, we're going to continue to discuss a possibility of an extension. By the way, key words there, possibility of an extension. He didn't say we're discussing an extension, possibility of an extension. And then one long-term, one on a one-year deal. I think that's him like admitting, like, yeah, it's different. One on a long-term deal, maybe the AAV is lower. I don't know if this is what he's talking about, but could be. AAV might be lower than $30-plus million a year on a one-year Juan Soto contract. Or what most mostly what he's referring to is Juan Soto on a one-year deal, maybe we could trade him for something. Juan on a long-term contract, we're obviously not trading him. So, like, there, there's stuff like that, but... Pretty much that doesn't tell us anything there. Uh, on declining the Nick Martinez and Michael Walker team options, Preller says the first move of the offseason, we we just weren't comfortable at those price points. We're very open to those guys coming back. Not a surprise there. 
they should be open to those coming back. I'd like to see Michael Walker come back. I'd like to see Nick Martinez. I'd like to see Martinez come back more than Walker. Not saying I don't want to see Walker come back, but I have to cho- if I had to choose one, I'm going with Nick Martinez. I think he'd be cheaper. He could start and relieve. I think there's a little bit less of an injury question with him than Michael Walker. Uh, Preller has been hesitant to make definitive statements about his coaching staff without a manager hire yet, but he confirmed that Ruben Diabla, under contract for next season, will be back as pitching coach, which that's not like super breaking news to me. I think we all knew that Ruben Diabla was going to be back. He, If you saw on social media, he was taking pictures with A.J. Preller at the Point Loma Nazarene uh, pitching lab that they're creating, right? in collaboration with that university. So, yeah, Ruben's going to stay. We, we knew that. And anyone that comes in, and I feel like it's still going to be the internal just promotion, they're going to be fine with Ruben Diablo as the pitching coach. And they're going to have to be fine. Like, Bob Melvin was fine with Ruben Diablo. It didn't seem like they had any problems, Ruben Diablo and Bob Melvin. Bo Mel seemed fine with Ruben Diablo being the pitching coach, and he's a, a respected veteran manager. So, at least respected by some people. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's pretty much the latest there in Padres land. I'm going to double check social media here real quick before going to the chat on if there's anything that has been put out there. John, uh, JP Morosi, John Morosi, MLB network insider. He did hit on the Padres and AJ Preller, pretty much saying the same thing that AJ Caspel said. The Padres are in the final stages of hiring their new manager. A.J. Preller confirmed to reporters today. So I assume that's John Morosi being in the same scrum as A.J. Casabell, and he's just not quoting A.J. Preller, but just putting it in a different way. And if A.J. Preller's saying, I, I can't say in the next 24 hours, but probably over the weekend, early next week, then, yeah, that that pretty much says final stages, right? So maybe it's the coaching staff. I assume part of it's the GM meetings, like, there's no one competing for these guys. Maybe that should be a red flag to this organization, to AJ. But I think he should go with the guy that he's most comfortable with. Like, I'm not talking about yes, man, but like, I guess it kind of is. But just share the same vision. You know about this guy a lot because he was in your organization. That guy that you're hiring knows how you operate. So he knows the expectations and he knows to maybe expect 3.30 a.m. text messages or phone calls. Like, that's just how you operate. You know, share that same vision. Coaching staff, David Ross, I want them to have a conversation with them. We'll see if something comes out about the Padres have already talked to David Ross and he's off the table. Phil Nevin, have a conversation with him. Not saying he should be the next manager, but maybe coaching staff. Um, Different ideas. I'm sure Preller wants to talk with Benji Gill and Phil Nevin about Shohei Otani, you know? like So, yeah, um, we'll see where this manager search ends up again if i had to power rank these and i'm not including phil nevin because maybe i should because i guess it hasn't been confirmed that he's out of it like eric chavez was confirmed that he's out of it maybe he's a coach on this padres coaching staff because carlos mendoza just got hired maybe he doesn't want eric chavez maybe he wants another bench coach to be that bench coach with the new york mets right um so if i had to power rank and I'm including Phil Nevin. I'm including David Ross. I would probably go Schilt 1, Flaherty 2, because they're both inside the organization. And this isn't like who I would hire. I think this would be who I think would be best 
with a fit under AJ Preller. Players respect the guy like that. Um, so I'd go Schilt, Flaherty. Some would probably flip that. And then I'd probably go. I don't know about I don't know about David Ross's relationship with AJ though. Have they ever talked? Is this a Bob Melvin situation? So it's t I'd probably go Gill three. I'd I'd go with Ross over Gill, and then have Gill on the coaching staff. But in terms of like AJ Preller, I'd probably go Gill three. Maybe Nevin four, even over David Ross, because I don't know if I don't know if a conversation has happened yet between David Ross and Preller. I hope it will at some point. Maybe it has already. Who knows? But that's how I probably rank it through like AJ Preller's eyes. Hopefully that makes sense. Give me your power rankings in terms of like not what AJ thinks, but like what you want. You can include Phil Nevin on there if you want. You can include David Ross. Let me know in the comments in the chat on that. I see Carter. He is in here. He wants to join the show. What's up, man? Any thoughts? Hey, what's up? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I got you. Bet. Dude, I um <laughs> I'm really worried. I know I, you already said no on my comment, but dude, I'm like so worried that we're going to trade Fernando because a kid at my school um, asked me that. He was like, are we going to do that? And I said, well, I actually talked to a guy and I told him your name because you're how awesome you are, by the way. And Thank how you. cool your show. Yeah. How cool your show is. And, I was, and he was like, so are we going to like, cause he, uh, he saw me wear like a Fernando shirt and he was like, so are we actually going to do that? And I said, well, first of all, we wouldn't because that would be stupid. And it's just we would – I just don't understand why he – that reporter said, oh, we're going to trade him. Like, I hate that because I remember – I don't think – do you remember last year when that happened too? Because they were going to say – they were saying like, oh, he's going to go to the Yankees and he's going to – Yeah. I don't think – yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, No. It's not happening. Uh, yeah, Bob Nightingale. It, I think, I think I need to clarify it again. That report was him saying that several GMs wouldn't be surprised if Tatis got dangled. Like that's not the Padres saying it. Uh, that's not an agent of Tatis saying it. That's not anyone close to that. That's just other GMs, and I think that's probably just other GMs who want Fernando on their team. Uh, Bogarts dangling. Bo How would you? What do you mean dangling Bogarts? When you're dangling a player. That makes it seem like that player is like desirable from other teams. How many other teams want to take on Xander Bogarts' contract? So I don't even know how that's really dangling him. Dangle Tatis, okay. Like Tatis, teams would want Tatis. But Bogarts, sure, maybe teams would want him, but not at, for the next 10 years and taking on the entire contract. So, yeah, let's let's nip that in the butt. That, that's not happening. Um, I, I Yeah, I don't – Nightingale wrote it, I guess, to get a reaction and – there you go. He got a reaction. He clearly was high when he wrote that. <laughs> oh man. Who do you who do you want as Padres manager here? Ooh. Um, I actually was gonna ask you about that. What do you think about I know you've already touched base on this, I'm sure. I, I definitely like David Ross a lot. I mean, he does have a little bit of experience, obviously, but yep. yeah. I like David Ross a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I know that some Padres fans would mind it. They might see the Cubs' record. Uh, the the Cubs decided to go with Council, who's never won a World Series, over David Ross. What does that tell you about David Ross? Uh, the team collapsed at the end and all that.
But, I mean, the guy has four years of managing experience, and he was not put in the best position to win with the Chicago Cubs. So I would be interested in giving David Ross the opportunity, but a big question in this is what would his relationship be with A.J. Preller? What would the coaching staff look like? How would players view David Ross? I think players would respect David Ross, but I thought players respected Bob Melvin too, and look how that worked out, you right. know, so, or didn't work out. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, David Ross, I'd love to have on the coaching staff. Maybe at manager, I'd want someone from in-house like Flaherty or Schilt. Uh, Benji Gill, I'd love to have him on the coaching staff. I'd be fine if he was the manager, but um, I think the best is to hire someone that was here, knows what went wrong because he was in the, the building here with the Padres, has the relationship with AJ, knows what AJ's like. AJ knows that person really well. I think that's the best foot forward here. Um, and then we'll see what happens with the coaching staff. Um, I got one more question. Sorry, I'm taking yep. a while. Go ahead. Um, do you know when does MLB free agency like officially start? Because I thought it started like Monday, but I thought it was. It, I yeah. think I'm wrong. It, no, it started Monday at 2 p.m. I believe. So okay. yeah, it has started. Yep. I just but, I wonder why people haven't signed yet. Yeah. So well, with the GM meetings here, I think you could see more signings. You know, next week maybe. GM meetings, I don't think teams are focused on, okay, let's go get this player right now. It's a lot of conversations with agents, like agents talking to teams, gauging interest, and then some guys might sign before the winter meetings. Some guys might sign during the winter meetings. This GM meetings is really like the start of the offseason and really know, like teams knowing, okay, are we really going to be in the market for this player based on what the agent is telling us, uh, what this guy wants, and all that and trades and all that so yeah that's free agency has started and i believe some guys have signed whether it's extensions some smaller deals but yeah the, the big guys they'll, they're probably going to sign either before the winter meetings during the winter meetings a little after like otani i don't see him dragging out to spring training i think he wants to sign somewhere know where he's going to be prepare for that um yeah, I think a little before winter meetings, winter meetings, that's when you'll start to get a lot of deals. But right now, it's really early in the offseason. Right. It is. Yeah. All right, Carter, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it, yeah, man. Appreciate Come you on anytime. All right. Yep, of course. All right. If anyone else wants to join the show, feel free to click that link that's pinned up at the top of the chat every live stream. Uh, I give everyone that opportunity. Love talking to other Padres fans. All right, quick break, and then uh, I will get to the chat here. Check out Gaglione Bros' famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. All right. Going to the chat here, Eddie says, what's up, Ben? Thanks for doing a show I can listen to on my way home from work. Thank you, Eddie, for tuning in. Keep your eyes on the road, though. You don't need to be watching my face. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. Uh, Chris says, congrats on the dub, Ben. Yes, I think you're referring to John and Jim. I just went on. Before I came on, I just actually went on to their show, and they were playing Trainwreck Radio. Uh, it was tickets to the upcoming basketball tournament in San Diego. And so I called in, did it, and I picked Jim. 
of course, I would for anyone that knows like my relationship with John and Jim, they're great to me. I obviously would pick John if I needed help in that spot. I went with Jim. Um, I was hoping that like the category would suit me well, so I wouldn't need Jim's help. Um, I, I don't hate Jim. It's just a, a funny thing that we we do, right? It's a bit. Um, and I didn't need help. Uh, it was naming the best war players in the National League ahead of Juan Soto, position players. And I ended up getting the right answer. It ended up being props to, I forget the name of who I was playing. Maybe it was Mark. But props to him. It went to overtime. And I ended up getting it. Um, because the question from Brent was, uh, where are the GM meetings located? The the state. And that was easy for me. I I, I let him finish the question, but I knew immediately what he was getting at. So that's how I won. So thank you. Uh, Kevin AC, by the way, he literally just tweeted out his latest article. So I am literally going to read through that on the air. I will get back to the chat. And here it is. You can check it out on the San Diego Union Tribune, but I'm just reading through this right now. Padres expect to name a manager within the next week. A.J. Preller confirmed Wednesday in his first public comments on the search. I can't say it'll be in the next 24 hours, but I would say here over the course of the weekend and into the early part of the next week, we should be able to line up. Uh, AC again says Preller has essentially pressed pause on their search to replace Bob Melvin. Preller said, we decided to come here this week and focus more on some player personnel stuff, kind of get into that, and then we'll pick it up here in the next couple of days, which makes sense. Again, like, if no one's competing against you for Benji Gill or Ryan Flaherty or Mike Schilt, guys like that, then why you don't need a, you don't need a, a, a manager hired in the next couple of days. Like, with all respect to Jim, uh, Jim Russell, he tweeted out yesterday when Kevin's article came out that they're essentially pressing pause. He was like tweeting out and freaking out about how, yeah, let's, let's, who needs a manager? It's like, well, Jim, they, they don't need a manager right now. There's no point in rushing for a manager and not prioritizing roster construct, construction talk at the GM meetings when you're in person with these agents and these teams when no one's fighting for the manager, right? Like you don't need a manager in the next couple of days. It's really early in the offseason. The Padres are still considering talking to David Ross. Kevin Acey writes, who was fired as Cubs manager on Monday when that club hired Craig Council. However, it is still expected they will choose from between Mike Schilt, Ryan Flaherty, and Benji Gill. So no Phil Nevin mentioned there. Eric Chavez is out. Carlos Mendoza, obviously, with the Mets. So it feels like it's Schilt, Flaherty, and Gill. Why are the Padres, like I said the other day, why are the Padres considering talking to David Ross? Go talk to him. Why would you just consider talking to him? If you're taking this time to go hire a manager, then take a couple more hours. Talk to David Ross for a couple hours. What hurts? It won't hurt to talk to David Ross, right? So go talk to him. Why consider talking to him? It's not like it's a penalty to go talk to David Ross. Go talk to David Ross. Uh, seeking pitchers, Kevin says. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, Lugo, Waka, just talking about how they're free agents. Darvish and Musgrove, the only Padres starting pitchers. Padres could bring some of their top pitching prospects to spring training, though that won't be with an eye toward them starting the season in the big leagues. Waldron and Pedro Avila will get a chance at rounding out the rotation, which I agree with. That's that's fine. I think the Padres, they need to acquire a couple of starters at least. Like starters, we know, trade, maybe controllable guys, maybe not, but just free agent, trade. Lugo, Waka, and or Martinez, AC says, could be re-signed, but the competition for their services will be fierce. Starting pitching is always at a premium, and this year it seems to be even more so. Agent Scott Boris said seven teams have told him they're seeking at least two starters. Other agents have indicated there will be about 20 teams seriously vying for the top 15 free agent starters. And I think you put either Waka or Lugo or maybe both in that group for sure. Preller says it's going to be a challenge for sure. I think it's probably going to be finding value maybe in a player that didn't quite perform the year before. Probably didn't say this, but I'm just saying maybe like Luis Severino, Jack Flaherty. It's a supply and demand thing, Preller said, and there are a lot of teams looking for pitching. So right there, I think that confirms that, yeah, they're trying to lower the payroll. You know, got project guys, uh, guys that maybe didn't perform the year before. Finding value maybe in a player like Waka, like Lugo, like they did this past offseason, right? Going into the 2023 season. Those guys are going to be like one-year deals, seven, eight mil maybe, five mil, probably a little more than that. But guys like that, Flaherty, Severino, I think there's going to be interest in those guys as well. But maybe that interest is from like a non-contender that's signing them to a one-year deal, trying to hope that they're going to be good, trade them at the deadline, where the Padres would say, no, we're trying to win with you. We believe in you. Ruben Niebla. You know, and those those guys might end up wanting to go to the Padres more than like the Kansas City Royals or a team like that. Uh, 
Trent Grisham, Preller says, he's an elite defender, so I think that's always a good place to start, is up the middle of defense. It's somebody that impacts the game every night from a defensive standpoint. I think we all understand the last couple of years, he's got the ability to get on base, hit the ball out of the ballpark. The consistency factor for the last two years just hasn't been there. Um, let's see here. Grish expected to make $5 million or so, second year of arbitration. I think we see that as a real opportunity to get better as a team and get better as an offense if somebody like Trent Grisham goes out and plays like he did for the previous two years where he was playing well and on both ends of the ball. He's capable of that, and I think we've got to figure out from our standpoint, how do we get that consistently out of Grish because he's an impact part performer up the middle if we're, uh, if we're able to see the offense that we've seen from different points in time with the elite defense. I would not be shocked if the Padres kept Trent Grisham as the starting center fielder. That was pretty much AC's article there. So I would not be surprised if Grish stays in center, one, because maybe there's not great center field options. Maybe they don't want to sign Kevin Kiermeyer, or he gets more money from a team like the Yankees, and they'll, they'll just keep Grish because Grish is good defensively. Why not just keep him? He's a lefty bat, and you hope it turns around. Tatis... Likes playing right field. He's great in right field. He just We just saw that. He's comfortable there. Don't move him. Just see how it works out, right? If they move Grish, they'd be selling low on Grish as well. And who are they going to come in to replace Grish to play center? Are they going to move Tatis to center? Who are you going to have be a corner outfielder? What if they trade Soto? Then you're, then you're going to have to replace right field and left field. And you have Tatis in center. Are you okay with Jose Zokar being the everyday center fielder? Is Graham Pauly ready? Is Jacob Marcy? Are they ready? Marcy really at center. Is he ready for the big leagues? I don't feel like the Padres think that. He is playing in the Arizona Fall League. Some fans probably aren't too familiar with him, but he's a pretty he's a stud, it seems like. Uh, but he was in double A, I believe, to end the year. He hasn't been at triple A yet. Do the Padres want to have him go to triple A first? Maybe alongside Jackson Merrill before bringing both of them up. I wouldn't be surprised if Grish returns. It's It would be one thing if he stunk defensively and stunk offensively, but he's good defensively. So I think that helps his chances at staying, and the Padres just hoping that he can turn it around a little bit and relying on the big guys in the lineup, the guys more at the top of the lineup, to just play more up to expectations. And then Grish not doing so well offensively, maybe the spotlight on that won't be as big, and the Padres can have a better offense. And it'll be okay if Grish hits, you know, a little bit above 200. It's not okay for him to blow 200, but maybe it'll be more okay if other guys are performing. Grish is still being good defensively in center, and he's not hitting 300 as a hitter. I think they can live with it. I mean, they lived with it making the postseason in 2022, right? Uh, getting back to the chat here, Colsa619 says, Benji, best hire, fingers crossed. Why do people think that? I know I've asked that question before, but why do people think that? You know, he hasn't been in the Padres organization. I'd be fine with the hire. I'm just, I'm just wondering why, why Benji over some of some of these other guys? Because he had success in the WBC with Mexico. Do you think that he would have better relationships with players? Is it just because he wasn't here for the disaster of last year? Is that why you want him? Why, why do some people want Benji Gill, hometown kid? I don't say kid. <laughs> hometown guy. 
I understand all those reasons. I, I'm just curious about the reasons. Uh, Spudnut says, who is the most likely free agent to sign with the Padres? Probably, I don't know. Good question. Probably like Nick Martinez. Seth Lugo, mate. One of the, that's probably not even true, but Jerks and Profar. Probably, probably that's the answer, to be honest. Uh, because he is a free agent. I'm not going to say like Sonny Gray or Blake Snell or definitely not Josh Hader um, or Yamamoto or Bellinger. I'm not going to say anyone like that because I don't think any of those guys are super likely. I think it's, if you're literally literally asking me, most likely free agent, I'm going to say probably Turks and Profar, Nick Martinez, someone like that. Although Martinez got Boris, so he probably wants a multi-year deal and might want to go elsewhere. Who knows? Uh, JB says, there's no vision or direction for the team. We're losing a lot of pitchers, don't have a catcher, and don't have a coach. Don't apparently have a plan either. Well, again, like part of it is them getting a plan here during the GM meetings. And I think they have a better plan. They have a better image of what their payroll is going to look like. And I think Preller has hinted at that with his comments today at the GM meetings. So I think there is a little bit of the vision, and maybe the vision will be a more more clear a little bit if they when they hire a manager and see what the coaching staff is. I think the vision will be clear when we know, uh, maybe not crystal clear, but it will definitely be more clear when they trade Soto or they don't trade Soto. It'll be more clear because if they trade Soto, then to me at least they're not going all in. In in terms of like all in considering their circumstances, the circumstances given to them. They're still not going all in if they trade Juan Soto. They might say we have more of a complete team, but I'm sorry, I want Juan Soto on this postseason team if they make the postseason. I want Juan Soto in a walk year. And find a way, find some way to, to build some talent around him for one more year. That's not my job. That's, that's A.J. Preller's job, right? Now, it could be more of a complete team without Juan Soto, but you just can't sell it to me to the fan base that, yeah, better shot at winning the World Series if, you know, we trade Juan Soto. Because if they trade Juan Soto, is it all major league pieces coming back or is it a top prospect? Is it a couple top prospects and a starting pitcher or a couple starting pitchers or a starting pitcher and uh, a first baseman? Is that first baseman going to be the next Anthony Rizzo or the next Freddie Freeman? Probably not. Probably not. So... I want Juan Soto. I don't want to have regrets. I want to be like, hey, at least they went for it in 2024. In the last year that Juan Soto is guaranteed to be a Padre. Under contract. Over $30 million a lot for one year, but it's Juan Soto. Um, let's see here. Joseph says, Schilt is manager. Benji Gill is bench coach. Bench coacher. Uh, yeah, I'd be fine with that. So does Flaherty stay as like offensive coordinator? Phil Nevin, is he third base coach? Who do they try to bring in on that staff? Does Schilt try to bring in other Cardinals coaches that he has history with? What would that look like? But yeah, I, I'm fine with Benji being on the staff. I'd be fine, I guess, with him managing. I, I just think that the best, with Preller running the show, the best would be Schilt or Flaherty. 
Colsa says, if Flaherty gets hired, it will be a disaster. The offensive coordinator, it may be a disaster. It might not. I don't think that that's the best hire. I think Schilt is probably the better one. Like, he has experience. Has he gotten to the World Series? No, but isn't he in the same spot as Craig Council, who just got $40 million from the Cubs? A guy that's been to the postseason pretty consistently but hasn't won the World Series. Isn't that the same that Mike Schilt did with the Cardinals, made the made the, the postseason every full season that he was the manager? So, um, I think Schilt's the, the best guy. I'm fine with Flaherty staying on the roster, the coaching staff. I'm fine with, I'm obviously fine with Niebla staying. That's that's good. I'm fine with Benji Gill. I'm fine with Bill Nevin coming in. I'm not saying that's going to be the coaching staff, but maybe that's what's delaying the process here is AJ's gauging. Okay, so if I hire this guy as the manager, is that okay? For you to be a coach on this staff, do you like this guy? Do you want to have a conversation with this guy? And maybe they want, maybe they, they want most of the coaching staff solidified before they hire the manager. I don't know. I'm just throwing some stuff out there. The GM meetings definitely has is a factor of why this is being delayed, and maybe David Ross is part of it. Devin, with his power rankings here, says Schilt one, Gill two, Flaherty three, Nevin four, Ross five. Okay. I, I agree with you on Schilt. I'm fine with that order. I would I, I like David Ross. I would be fine with David Ross ahead of like Phil Nevin as manager. Um but it, it probably wouldn't be by a lot. You know. Yeah, the Tatis thing, Chris, the, those rumor it was only speculation from other GMs. Yeah. Iris says, I love Kim, but Kim should be in trade talks. I understand that. Like, only one year of control. You're selling him at his peak. That allows Cronenworth to go to second base. You can go bring in a first baseman. You trade Kim. Maybe you can get some starting pitching back. It could maybe help your team. But Hassan Kim, like, really helped the Padres this past year. He was one of the best players, like, war in the National League. It was, like, he was one of the war leaders on the Padres. So if you're trying to win in 2024, trading Hassan Kim, does that help you more? Like that that puts a lot more pressure on Jake, right? To perform like Hassan Kim performed this past year. And Tanner Bogarts to be more consistent and Manny Machado to be more consistent and hopefully be healthy. And whoever comes in to play first base, he provides some offense. I I'm open to trading Hassan Kim because I believe in Jake Cronworth. You, you can Call me stupid for that, whatever. I I believe in Xander Bogarts being better. I believe that Manny Machado will be better if he's healthy this next season. Um, I believe in those guys. I'm not saying I don't believe in Hassan Kim. I I think Hassan Kim is great. But who's the better offensive player? Is it Hassan Kim having another great year like he did this year? Or Juan Soto? having a little bit of a disappointing year last year, in a walk year, 900 OPS, 900 plus OPS, 35 home runs in what was considered a little little bit disappointing year for Juan Soto. Definitely wasn't what he did in 2021 with the Nationals. What's the better probability of happening? Him performing better or Kim performing 
to the same level as he did this past year or even performing better than that. You know, I'd probably say Soto, but Kim's making way less money than Soto is. But feels like there's a lot of infield options, outfield options, not so much, but they could trade Soto, get outfielders back, get an outfielder back, or don't get an outfielder back, and they go sign a free agent outfielder, a couple free agent outfielders that are for like one-year deals, short-term, save like $20 million in the trade. We'll see what happens. I think a Kim trade's being thrown out there in the front. It will be thrown out there in the front office because AJ probably thinks about everything. That's his job. It doesn't mean that he wants to trade Ha-Sung Kim. It doesn't mean he wants to trade Juan Soto. But yeah, he's thinking about everything. Trevor Bauer, Captain Zeno says, yeah, no thanks. Moving on from that immediately. Quentin says Jung-Hoo Lee. Yes, that's something that the Padres will probably be thinking about. But I think that there's plenty of teams that will be thinking about him as well. Drew Pomerantz, I, I hope you're joking. Maybe on a minor league invite to spring training. Padres might be the only team willing to give him that, by the way. Actually, maybe the Dodgers would, just to rub it in the Padres' faces. I could see that happening. Pomerantz signs with the Dodgers, and he ends up like being Ryan Brazier. You know how Ryan Brazier was pitching amazing this year for the Dodgers at one point? I could see that with Pomerantz, because that's just what happens. As Padres fans, that's just how it feels, right? Uh, Cronenworth to the outfield, maybe they they try it, and you know they just say, "Hey, Cronenworth, can you try it in the off season? Can you try some in spring training?" But I don't see it every day. Carter says, "Hey, thanks for having me, dude. Appreciate you. Go Friars. Thank you, Carter, for coming on. No problem." Daniel says, "I'll give you my opinion on Benji. His personality, top level." I'm Mexican, and I've paid close attention to his skills as a manager, and he's just really good. Far better than what I saw in Melvin, decision-making-wise. Really? Okay. Wasn't he fired sometimes? I don't know if it was just once or a couple times in the Mexican, Mexican Winter League. Um, is this you paying attention to like Mexican Winter League managing or WBC managing? Because those are a little bit different as well. But no, that's... Okay, definitely valid. Again, I'm not I'm not asking that question because I'm saying like Benji shouldn't be the. I, I think I'd have a preference over Benji, but I'd be open to it. I'd give him a chance. I, I, it would be interesting. I'm all for having a, a San Diego hometown guy manage the team. That would be interesting. I'm just I just love hearing input from other Padres fans. Why you think this person is better than another person? Ken Griffey Jr. as ma for manager. Okay. You're throwing out some wild things here, Captain Zeno. Just because he was a great player doesn't mean he's he would be a great manager. And I think he has no interest, even for the Mariners. He would have no interest in managing. I think he's pretty happy helping him out, maybe if you know, consulting if the Mariners are the Mariners ask. And I think he's pretty comfortable having those Geico commercials and being able to be, you know, taking photo, uh, photographs, being a photographer on the sidelines at games, right? Isn't he doing that? Wasn't he at the All-Star Game or something, Home Run Derby, taking pictures and stuff? He's, I think he's been at other sporting events as well. He's totally fine with that. 
Iris says, blame AJ for the Kim issue. Jake, a two-time All-Star second baseman. What do you mean? Like, blame AJ for Kim not having a spot? Kim has a spot because he played better than Crony last year. And he keeps getting better production-wise. Maybe you're talking about blame AJ for the Kim, like not being able to have him long-term because you have Bogarts here. That's fair. I also look at, no one asked this for my opinion, but I'm just going to give it. Dansby Swanson, I would have been totally okay with having Dansby Swanson be on this team over Xander Bogarts. I'm not saying, because he would have been much cheaper than Xander, it turns out, right? Uh, but that would have been another shortstop, but he would have been really good defensively. And he probably would be willing to change positions late in his contract if needed. He's a winner. Bogarts, you could put into that into that label as well, multiple World Series titles and all that. Um, yes, signing a shortstop was not necessary. Signing Cronenworth to the extension when he still had multiple years of control, it, it wasn't needed. Those are facts, but it's also easy to say in hindsight, like terrible contract. Some people are saying it at the time about the Cronenworth thing, but I think a lot of people were happy that Cronenworth was extended. Obviously, I was, because Crony's one of my favorite players, and there's definitely bias in that. So it, it's easy to say in hindsight. But yeah, you can blame AJ, you know, and he's got to take it. By the way, did anyone see the Brian Cashman presser yesterday? Holy cow. Talk about being defensive. I liked it. It was freaking entertaining. I loved it. Imagine if AJ Preller went back and forth to AC like, Brian Cashman went back and forth at Joel Sherman the other day. That was hilarious. And Joel Sherman won that argument, in my opinion. Like he was, They were talking about how one of the Yankees' top prospects wasn't getting much playing time, and Brian Cashman was like admitting there wasn't a lane, there wasn't a spot for this player to play, and he was mentioning like Josh Donaldson, who sucked, as why this guy wasn't playing. He mentioned DJ LeMahieu, who had a down year. He mentioned those type of guys. And Joel Sherman was like, well, if he hit, he was going to play. And so, like, the question was about the development. You're seeing these guys being developed. And you could say the same question about some other guys in this Padres farm system to Preller. And just imagine, like, Preller wouldn't do that, I don't think, with Kevin A.C. or Dennis Lynn or someone that would, or Bernie, let's say Bernie Wilson, someone like that, that would go back and forth at A.J. A.J., I feel like he wouldn't, he wouldn't be that defensive. I know he, he probably can get animated at times with uh, maybe personally private conversations, but he's not. I don't feel like he's going to get animated like that and go at reporters and talk down almost to reporters when he's on camera like Brian Cashman did. But that was hilarious. That was funny. JD's third says, AJ owns Padres media. They would never challenge their butt. No, I disagree with that. They have challenged him. Now, Kevin AC, he might not challenge Preller on a Zoom conference in front of everyone, but he challenges him. He called Preller after the, the Zoom conference in the offseason and said, you know that was essentially saying, like, you know that was BS what you did and saying that you don't take credibility into those anonymous reports because their source on the sources are anonymous. You know that was BS. Like, Kevin can go back at Preller probably privately because he's doing it professionally, right? Bernie Wilson has asked some pretty tough questions at A.J. Preller. So I disagree with that. They might not just not 
there, there's these conversations that happen when it's not on camera. Some reporters, they want to one-on-one with these people because they want the information. And maybe the GM is a source or whoever they talk to is a source and they don't want to be quoted. And if they do it with cameras, they're being quoted. You know, so. Just saying, just want to point that out there. All right, that's Talking Friars, episode 510. Thank you all for the time. Covered Juan Soto, Scott Boris talking about Juan Soto, Padres manager search update, kind of. Maybe we'll have it by the end of this week, maybe early next week. It'll come within the next week, I would think. Padres still considering David Ross. Why consider talking to him? Just go go talk to him. Um, that's going to do it. Thanks so much for the time. Seeking code Talking Friars, $20 off your order there. Underdog Fantasy, 100% deposit match up to $100. Click the link in the description. BreakingT.com, great Padres, Aztecs, Wave Swag, Foco, Padres, Bobbleheads, and Collectibles. They they just uh, released a Fernando Tatis Jr. Gold Glove Bobblehead. So um, go click that link in the description for Foco. You'll find it. It's pre-order. So some have already been ordered. It's limited edition. I think there's less than 130 out there. So make sure to go get that if you want. You know, early kind of Christmas present, holiday present. Great stuff there with Breaking Tea and with Foco. That's going to do it. See you all later. Thank you. Go Pods.